welcome to two of our amazing no let me start again see edit out already <laughs> but now please don't edit this out <laughs> because this brilliant. makes good content as well <laughs> warning this podcast may contain bad language and football-based content that some listeners may find offensive this is a seesaw exclusive as of this time and we have a very very nice episode coming up which selena is going to introduce after these opening messages we're just not doing jokes anymore Welcome to Seesaw Podcast. With your hosts, T, Cleves and Selena. Every week, bringing some much-needed balance and humour to brighten up what can sometimes be a dark, disabled world. Welcome back to Seesaw, the home of Seesaw, which is the unfortunate head concussion injury that is Disability Podcast. This week, we have two lovely guests and Selena. Do you want to say who we've got? We do have some lionesses with us today, including me, which I don't think our listeners know that I play football for England now. Yay! Um, <laughs> and because of that, I've managed to get two of my fellow teammates, Sam and Alice. So here they are. I am very excited because we have got two amazing lionesses on the show today. My fellow teammates, Samantha Goff and Alice Hopkins. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. You sound very nervous, but don't be, honestly. It'll all be fine. <laughs> and now comes T with his horrible questions. <laughs> Can we just point out that um, Selena said two amazing lionesses? And there's technically three lionesses three. on the call. As yeah, three of us. I mean, two as guests, but yeah, no, no, three lions but... on the shirt right two here, right now. Two amazing lionesses and <laughs> Selena. <laughs> right, well, thank you both for joining us. Um, and shall we jump straight in with what we normally do, but switch it up a little bit and mention the three lions on the shirt there, Selena. Does someone take a crack at telling the audience what the England kit for the women's blind team looks like? So we have the same kit as the mainstream teams. So our home playing kit is a white shirt with the three lines emblem on it. And we'll also have our sponsorships from Nike and EE, I believe. And our shorts are a sort of dark royal blue. Yeah. And uh, for our travel kit, we've got like a nice light pink t-shirt with uh, the England badge and like a, a dark gold colour which has got the three lions on it and it's got our bright yellow EE badge and then again in that um, kind of dark gold it's got our night tick and then we've got our travel kit which is um, so that was a travel t-shirt but then the travel jumper is like a salmon pink it's a really weird colour but it's, it's awesome. It's a weird colour to describe. Yeah it definitely I got is. told dirty pink. Yeah, well, I'm going to go salmon. Dirty pink doesn't sound very nice, but... Yeah. <laughs> um, then we've got, uh, again, we've got our blue, just the standard England badge uh, with, with that has got three lions in it, which apparently all the lions have got their tongues sticking out, which I didn't know. It's so cool. And there's also one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I think there's ten flowers on the badge as well. And then the white tick. And then we've also got our joggers or our shorts are just blue. And they kind of have like a different fabric um, going down the leg in a different pattern. And uh, yeah, that's the the travel kit, the playing kit. And that is the England kit for the women anyway. 
We do also, as players, because we are blind, wear shades, which can range from any colour. The only thing that is standardised of them is the fact that they have a nose guard protection. Otherwise, players aren't required to wear a specific colour or sponsorship of their eye shields. It sounds a lot nicer than uh, other kits, I know, but I've, I wasn't surprised to hear that the, the main kit is white. Me and Selena had some preamble and I said the kit would be white. And as soon as you said white, I put my hand up in victory and I said nothing because I wanted to hear what the rest of it was like. Yeah, because I was more <laughs> referring to the travel kit. But anyway, yes. did you think that would be pink? Because I was surprised when I first got that. I was like, oh, okay. I did not think that, no. <laughs> Especially not dirty pink. So, shall we get into the uh, into you two a little bit on your careers? So, how did uh, you both get into the game? So, I attended the Royal National College for the Blind, and because of the COVID pandemic, they put on different taster sessions for just fun, different activities that were all accessible for us. I got dragged along by a friend. I have never been sporty. And I got dragged along by a friend to a football session because they didn't want to be the only girl there. They ended up hating it and I ended up loving it. And from there, Adam Bendel, who is now the head coach for the England men's blind team, sent me an email and he was like, hi, we're doing a talent pathways day. Would you like to come along and have a go? I think you've got a good shot at this. And from there, I just I kept getting invited back onto camps and training days. And somehow I play for England. I went along to our taster session at RNC, the Royal National College for the Blind. And this was back in 2019, where uh, we had kind of like a sports day as well, just to try the different sports, try like RNC to see if it's something that you would like to come along to. And while we were at this, this have a go kind of day, we got to try blind football and parsley sighted football. I didn't have enough vision to see that kind of orange ball. So Adam Bendel uh, was there and Tom Bendel, they took me aside and said, right, obviously you, you're not able to see the orange ball. Let's try you under a blindfold. I just said, yeah, let's go for it. Let's just try it. And yeah, it kind of was told from there, let's see what can happen. There's um, a team that's going to be starting up to do with blind football and I'd like you to come along to to be a part of that and to come along and try it and again had to travel to Hereford three or four times and then the squad kind of just moved to St George's Park and I didn't really realise that oh my gosh I could be a part of the first ever blind lionesses squad but obviously what the first thing that came up I had to say was I'm from Scotland I don't have any family in England can I even take part in this and they said, yeah, you can. There's um, no Scottish team at all. So technically I, I can play and the Scottish team will not be happening anytime soon. So I played my first international for England now. I can technically, I can stay for England. And to be honest, I would. I, I really like playing for England and I've got an amazing teammates. So that's kind of how I started and obviously about me being Scottish and how I can play. Um, so yeah, that's me. So Let's t- touch on the game a little bit. How is blind football, the women's game in particular, how's it played? Like what, what are the differences? Our game is a five-a-side. We play on a 20 by 40 metre pitch, so it's a lot smaller. They have kickboards along the side, which provide us with great echolocation and orientation. We are obviously all players are blindfolded for the sake of equalness. We have our goalkeeper, the coach on the halfway line, and a guide behind the opposing goal who are all sighted and can give us instructions on how we play. The main thing is obviously you've got to keep talking so we don't cause collisions or anything. 
the location of the ball, we have the ball has like metal plates sewn into it. And then there's ball bearings inside, which rattle around to help us locate the ball. In terms of being different from the men's game, the only difference there is because there are so few female blind footballers, we're able to have players who are in the sight category up to B3. What that means is they are partially sighted, whereas the men's can only have B1 players, which is players who are either completely blind or maybe have a little bit of light perception. But due to the lack of players for us, we are able to get away with having more. When we play like international matches, we wear eye patches and that takes out any kind of any any vision at all. Uh, So there's no cheating. We also have to wear a halo, which is like a little bit of a sponge material headband that goes on your head. And um, we just wear that and it stops because obviously we can't see the other players. And if people don't say, Voy, I'm here or Red, I'm here, we can be hitting quite a few people without even knowing like I mean I can't even count the amount of times that I've run into somebody I I start getting angry at the person but then then again I haven't said voy or they haven't said voy and it's yeah it's you know, just communication is so key on this football pitch and we just have to make sure that we're being safe at the same time and doing doing our job and you know making sure that we do use the words that we're supposed to otherwise that head guard will come in handy and it's to stop kind of like concussion and collisions it's a big thing in terms of, like you say, with talking. So voy is Spanish for I go, which is internationally used across the game. For every country, you say voy when you are going into tackle. Quite often, you don't have to say voy when you are, say, for example, you are stood in a defensive position and not actively in game, but you have to remain talking constantly to avoid collisions, which it can be a very dangerous game if you are not aware of because obviously your coaches cannot give you all the information on the pitch there's only so much they can do and there's a lot of you must be aware of your surroundings and everybody on the pitch not only with your team but your opponents as well yeah absolutely it's it's so key and um you know that our, our goalkeepers not just our goalkeeper as well they kind of tell us you know left right because we kind of go in formations and whatnot also we have guides that go behind our goal to tell us when to shoot or to kind of be like yep Sam over here yep yep shoot so that we go in that direction and they will go behind you know the goals so that we know um, we also have uh, a tapper. Um, me and Alice started out the the kind of first ever women's football squad ever. And um, the tradition that I kind of moved, made up was to paint a rock. And on this rock has got our England flag and on the back we'll write the occasion. So last year we wrote the Euros and this year I've wrote the World Games uh, for the Lionesses. And this tapper is something that we tap on the goalposts so we know, can paint a picture in our head that kind of square of where the goals are. So a tapper is a stone pretty much that we use. I mean, a lot of people, I think Adam uses his his ring or something on his finger. A lot of people use other things, but we use a stone, which is pretty cool. During games, they cannot tap or anything. It's very much, you must rely on the voice, but they are used for penalties to help you position yourself to understand where the goal is and where the keeper is. So the World Blind Games are coming up starting for us on the 14th of August, although officially the games don't start until the 18th of August. But anyway, this is quite historic because it's going to be the first time ever that the World Blind Games have included women's B1 blind football. So we are all history makers, which is very exciting. And even more exciting is that it's on home turf in Birmingham. So we found out our draw recently of who we're playing. And first up, yeah, (laughs) 
we've got Japan on the 14th, followed by Morocco the day after on the 15th, and then Sweden on the 17th of August. So, Alice, Sam, how are you girls feeling about the World Games? Excited? Nervous? Well, it's one of those things where it's terrifying to think, oh, God, we're playing a home turf game. But comparatively, uh, like Sam said, we both played in the first ever squad for the Euros last year. And looking like as a comparison as how far we've come as, a, as players individually, but also as a team, it's really exciting for the sake of I can look at myself and be like, I've actually improved. I've like we've all come such a long way as a squad. And yes, well, there is that terror of oh, we're playing a home international competition. You're representing your country. Like loads of people are going to see this. It's also exciting because you're like we're doing. We're doing this. It's going to be streamed. It's a home competition. It's 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 a weird balance of you're terrified and excited for the exact same reasons. Yeah. No, I am so excited. You know, I've got a massive smile on my face, and I hope you can feel it through the phone. I'm so excited to to take part. You know, the the squad that we've got is unbelievable, and I keep re- referring back to the squad. But you know what? It is that is what it is. And I'm just so grateful, you know, Selena has just come into blind football in the last few months. And like, you have to admit, Selena, you've just slotted in like as if you were never even there. Like, did I, did I say that right? I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. Oh my no, God. No, I don't know if I said that right. No, it's as if she's always been there. Oh my God. I am so sorry. <laughs> I was never there, but now I am. Yeah. Oh my God. I meant to say as if you were always there. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. How are you feeling, Selena? You must be feeling really nervous because obviously we had the international last year with the Europeans and we've kind of had that prior knowledge of what to expect when we play an international game of blind football like how are you feeling I'm really looking forward to the experience on the whole to be honest I feel like I've got nothing to lose I've had obviously international experience in athletics so I think that's going to help me with this and I'm just going to go out there have fun and we're going to learn a lot and we've still got so much I've still got so much to learn the team's got a lot to learn We're, we're definitely developing i you know i've only been on a couple of camps but i can see the development in the team um mm. in, in a short space of time so it's exciting for the future how we're going to yeah. keep building and get better you know this is the first ever games we, we might do amazing we don't know what the other teams are like because they're all new as well so it's mm-hmm. exciting the unknown yeah Absolutely. I think, you know, we play our game, England plays our game and, you know, we have to remember that when we're going out, we can't anal- like we can't think about what the other teams are going to be like. We can only do what we can do. And like, I think last year when we played only against Germany, like it's going to be so different playing against so many different countries. And that's what brings like the excitement into it. But the nerves, oh my gosh, the nerves are unbelievable compared to like last year because you know so many more opportunities more teams like different voices different sounds like it's just going to be so different and I'm excited for the challenge and you know to take it on with the team as well like it's just it's so exciting but nervous at the same time. Do you think the higher profile of the women's game generally has led to women's blind football being a part of the Ipsa games? So in terms of the games I think a big part of it is uh, IBSA is putting in a bid for the 2028 LA Paralympics. Their hope is that with this, they can convince the Paralympic Committee that it is a worthwhile sport to include. 
but absolutely with the exposure that the women's game has got, like with the Lionesses winning the Euros last year and with the World Cup going on now, it's become a massive thing. Like my family have all been rugby supporters. And then as soon as I start playing football, it's become a massive staple in our house. Like quick, get the game on. The Lionesses are playing. And it's, it's, I, I love seeing it. Like I'm hoping as a result of the games that we get more exposure and we'll get more blind players. And what are the training camps like then for uh, international games like this? It's, with it being the first games that you'll probably go into, I suppose, are there additional camps where you'd not had them before? I think, you know, it's definitely a lot of camps leading up to the the World Games. And I think we're feeling the the amount of time and effort that it takes to to, to play blind football. And, you know, we're, I'm travelling halfway down the country or even like one end to the other, pretty much to... If, if the camps are in Hereford anyway, I'm travelling a long time. But our camps are filled with, you know, good banter, quite funniness. Like, But there is a job that needs to be done and that's to play live football. We don't, you know, just sit, sit about and do nothing on our camps. Like leading up to this World Games, we are like head in the game, like really, you know, focused on what we want and what is what is our goals and we have amazing staff to to get us there. And we're I think, you know, I can speak from the from probably from all the girls that we're just really grateful for the support that we've got, especially leading up to the World Games, because there's been a lot of camps that have been added in that we're like, oh, we have to we have to be there, you know. <laughs> it's one of those strange things where like our training camps, I'd say they're pretty heavy on, but not as you'd think, in terms of we will have a couple of pitch sessions each day. So we'll have like a morning and an afternoon pitch session. But we still do a lot of stuff intertwined with that. So we will have different talks from staffs. We've had like meetings on anti-doping, on recovery, on nutrition. There's a lot of time and effort, not just on camps, but outside of camps as well. We will have like these online talks and things, everything building up for all these little stuff, especially with the camps in particular. It's, I mean, like, as um, I'm currently a uni student and I will take a long work to try and do with me. I'm like, oh, quick getting a bit of work on this essay but then you get to the point of the evening it's like absolutely shattered because you've had two mm-hmm. full-on sessions you've had meetings you've had different talks it's hectic but worth it with the ipsa world games being in birmingham do you feel like you sort of have to apologize for the other nations to have to come to birmingham or are you just happy to be there <laughs> <laughs> the thing that i find interesting is so in the entirety of the uk there are only two official blind football pitches being at RNC, the Royal National College for the Blind in Hereford, and St George's Park. So across the country, we have four national teams that play in our league at Merseyside, West Brom, RNC Hereford, and Plymouth. Uh, yeah, Plymouth. No. Brighton. 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 Why was I saying Plymouth? Where, I mean, I know, from what I understand, when they train, they have to construct pitch themselves, like they will bring out the boards, or even, I know some of them can't. And it's, it's interesting in that we're going to have a pitch pre-made for us so we will be playing at the University of Birmingham get tickets now they are available (laughs) (laughs) a little promotional there (laughs) but it's one of those things where I personally I would prefer to be playing in Hereford because I am so used to that pitch I go often and actually train at the college with their team there and it's one of those things you're so used to it you you want to play on that pitch I think it should be at St George's Park oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to apologise to the other teams for being in Birmingham because we've got to be there as well. Yeah, to be fair, like I think it should be at St George's Park. But 
at first when I realized that we were playing at Birmingham I'm like oh my gosh we're we're playing in Birmingham what but then I started to think oh, it's still an international camp like uh, tournament like what it's still an international but I'm sitting there thinking oh a nice exotic country would be nice like but to be honest I, you have to think about oh we're playing on home soil like we will not get another opportunity like that not in my day and age of playing football like probably the next generation will be back in England so it's yeah it's incredible I think also it helps being in Birmingham because we're not going to have that ah we're just on another camp mentality but also from what I'm aware with the games as a whole they're taking advantage of the Commonwealth Games facilities which for me is incredible. I was lucky enough to be part of Team England Futures and I got to go to the Commonwealth Games last year and experiencing that as as a spectator, which (laughs) admittedly they sent a blind athlete to watch diving, so (laughs) not sure what was thought there. But even just experiencing the atmosphere is incredible. And I would love, I hope that we will get the chance to actually go and support some other athletes representing England while we're there. Maybe they were thinking with the diving that you'd be able to hear the splash and go, oh, that wasn't a clean entry. <laughs> Who knows? Birmingham will be good in a way as well because it's it's sort of exotic in the sense that everyone speaks a different language, but at the same time, you're still on home soil. <laughs> you yeah, don't have yeah. to comment on Cleves's comments. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Don't be drawn in. He <laughs> has a point. We're not going to be jet lagged. Like, we're just going to be like, oh, we're just traveling two hours. Like, <laughs> Well, everybody else is like traveling halfway across the world. Like, you know, it might be in our advantage. Like we might be able to, you know, take it to our advantage and, you know, use it. Selena, have you got any other questions for the lovely lionesses? Well, I get to talk to them all the time, but. um, (laughs) (laughs) And no, no other questions. I mean, we have touched on, Alice, you mentioned, you know, a couple of girls that would like to get involved in football in the future. And that's the thing for me, but I really sport I've always been passionate about how do we get more visually impaired people just generally into sport and just generally how do we get more females into football because there are not a lot of us at the moment what can we do I I, I was listening to a podcast the other day actually another podcast um that had um Dave Clark on it amazing blind football legend and he said 54% of visually impaired people do less than half an hour of movement a day. And that just, ah, broke my heart. So what can we do to get more people into sport, into football? I think a lot of it comes from exposure and knowledge of it. So for me, I never had any exposure to sport at all. My only contact was I used to play blind botcher. Sadly, it's no longer a thing. There was three of us in the entire country who played. And unfortunately, I like all my PE teachers at school, everybody I knew just didn't know what was available for me in terms of any kind of activity. Like they didn't know how to adapt things. They didn't know what sort of things would be accessible. I think a lot of it comes down to, in the end, just making more and more people aware of even just little things that you can do, like put a bell in a ball, help them kick it around. And I wouldn't be surprised if like, at following the games because I know there's a lot of publicity having gone into it. British Blind Sport are doing a massive campaign with them, Blind Toves, TikToker. He's been going around trying lots of different sports, showing them off. Very jealous of him. Yeah, shout out Blind How about you, Sam? What what are your thoughts on, on getting this exposure? Yeah, to be fair, I 
grew up not being able to take part in sport and education because of my visual impairment. Uh, before I lost the majority of my vision, I was, you know, representing my schools and doing cross country, was looked upon as an athlete. But when I lost my vision, I was excluded altogether and was looked upon as a hazard. And for me, that's built that kind of urge in me to make sure that we make change and get young people with visual impairments involved in sport. I go into schools quite a lot and share my journey and, you know, try football, try a little bit of other sports. So for me, I, I try and take on that role. Like, you know, I'm on TikTok. I, I try and raise awareness of blind football and, you know, just visually impaired athletes and, you know, just in general, visually impaired young people. Like, you know, we can do things. And even like this podcast, like if you're visually impaired and you'd like to get involved in blind football, then you know what? Hit us up, like definitely get involved. You can take part in sport with or without a disability. And I'm really strongly passionate about it. So hopefully us as a squad taking that step to to represent England this August, that we can be that face to to say, you know what, you can do it and you can take part. So it's just, I think we're all doing our little bit of getting on social media, tweeting a little bit and, you know, talking to different schools, getting involved. Just, I think we've took on that role, role and responsibility as well to be role models. So yeah, that's, that's that. You're definitely leading the charge and with the huge increase in sport at the moment, especially like the focus on women's sport, like you, all three of you are doing amazing stuff and best of luck with, with the IMSA games coming up. How do you fancy your chances? Oh, oh big question. He always asks the difficult <laughs> questions. <laughs> nothing you want to really place money on into, or anything like that in terms of anybody. It's wide open. We've, it's absolutely wide open. Yeah, it's like, the first time it's happening. We've got as good a chance as anyone else. We've officially been established for a year since the Euros. Some of us, like myself, I've only been playing for two years. I never did yep. sport before in my life. Yeah. We've got some experienced athletes like you, Selena. You used to be a sprinter. You've you've got this experience, but taking into account the other teams, we like we we could go ahead and we could watch their games. We could analyze how they play. But when it comes down to the line, we've got no clue how anyone's going to play. Mm-hmm. All we can yeah, control absolutely. is ourselves and do our best. Like yeah. we've all got a fair chance. I think that's why, like in our dressing room, like in our, you know, in our squad meetings, we really just talk about that. We play our game and they play theirs because we can't tell how we're going to be able to rock up one day and be like, we can't just sit here right now. Oh my gosh, guys, we're going to win the win the World Cup or whatever. Like we can't we can't do that because every day is different and how we play one day is not how we maybe play the next day. And we just have to to be okay with that. And we just we rock up playing our game. We, we know our job and it's okay if we don't you know do what what we need to do or we're having a hard day like that's just athletes in general like we can't have that expectation on us all the time because we're going to have good days we're going to have bad days but we play our game and it's pretty exciting it's pretty exciting that's a proper media response as well is it oh sorry, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, exactly what you need amazing so of course this it's going to be streamed, isn't it? Um, people will be able to stream the games. Um, uh, yeah, it'll be streamed definitely across the IBSA social medias, so across their Facebook and their YouTube. I'm not aware as to if there's an official streaming, 
I could be wrong. Please do not quote me on that. Yesterday, my mum may or may not have been looking up the Japan team to watch how they're playing. Mum was watching them and went onto the IBSA um, um, YouTube and it came up our game, England v J- uh, Japan, coming soon. But yeah, and it's all setting up there ready. So you can watch it on IBSA uh, YouTube or International Blind Sport, I think it is. Sports Association. Yeah, Sports yeah, Association. That. Yep. Well, the links will be in the show notes. So if you're listening to this and you want to stream these games... Or come down in person because it is just in Birmingham. Unless you're American listeners, then yeah, stream it. (laughs) Tickets are available. Please buy them. Please come watch us. Support your team. I hope the commentary is good. (laughs) There will be audio described commentary. (laughs) Nice. Yes, for for the streamed commentary, it is usually audio described pretty well in terms of they are limited with what they can describe, but they are good at considering who's in possession and trying to explain to you team positionings and such. Sounds like a, a really, really great thing to get involved with. Like, if you want to play, we'll put links in the show notes as well as streaming and those ticket links as well. So, anywhere you want to get involved, you'll find it in the show notes. Alice, Sam, it's been absolutely incredible. We're so lucky to have. Three lionesses, but one of them we're with every single week. But it's amazing to have both of you on and best of luck. And when you win that gold, we will be getting you back on so you can make some some lovely jingling gold sounds over the internet for our listeners. (laughs) No pressure. (laughs) Yeah, no pressure, right? (laughs) Don't jinx us now. Don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. It just did. He yeah. just did. That's it. You know what? If we don't get to the final, it's on you. Claim okay. take. Yes. <laughs> it's on you. <laughs> no, all seriousness. Yeah, thanks very much. Really enjoyed it. Thanks for having us. And we are back. If you want to find out where you can stream or buy tickets for the World Games coming up, so you can see Selena, Sam and Alice, as well as the other lovely lionesses, the links will be in the show notes. Show your support. Even if you can't make it to Birmingham, I know it is a big turn-off, but at least you can stream it. <laughs> I don't know why we're ragging on Birmingham so much. It's a bit harsh. It's an okay city full of nice people. The people are lovely. It's a shame that it hasn't got colour definition yet. It's still in black and white. Strong ending? Strongish. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to Seesaw Podcast. Your feedback and comments mean a lot to us, so if you'd like to get in touch, you can do so in the following ways. You can find us on Twitter at SeesawPod, Facebook, Instagram and YouTube at SeesawPodcast and you can also join us at SeesawPodcast.com Remember to like, rate, review and share with a friend. This podcast was recorded in front of a blind audience. He looks so sad. <laughs> his head, he visibly dropped his head in sort of is that, is that fine? Okay. A defeated no. man. No, no, it's, it's, I'm, I'm fine with that. It's, it's I think good. the jokes will come back. It'll be okay. It'll be yeah. okay.